listener. KickPod acknowledges the traditional owners and custodians of the land in which we are recording this podcast, the Yulikit Wulan clan of the Boomerang, who are a part of the Kulin Nation. We pay our respects to our elders, past and present, and extend our respect to Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples today. Welcome to the KickPod, your DNM on the stuff that matters, but also the stuff that doesn't. One, two, three, four. Hello there. Hello there. Today, today, the Kick Run Club starts. And if you didn't understand what she said because her voice went so excited and high, Kick Run Club starts today. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that was better. No, it's very exciting. So it is not too late to join if you do want to join us. We have partnered with New Balance. Mm. That's right. A very cool brand. We're very excited about it to celebrate the individuality of all people who run and embracing you to run your way. So you can pick from the five kilometre, 10 kilometre or 21 kilometre program as we band together to run together for eight weeks. Plus, this Wednesday night, you can join us for a live run meetup in Sydney at Centennial Park. I'm so excited for this run. There is, it's like, for me, running isn't my favorite thing to do, but when it's with the community, it's the best. It's the best. The run is for all levels as well. So whether you're doing the zero to five or 10 or 21, there will be a pace to suit you. And we'll drop the link to the event in the show notes so you can see all the details. I'm so excited. It'd be fantastic. And also when we said before, five, 10, 21 kilometer program, Mm. you don't need to run that distance to start. So it's from any, you can join the run program if you're able to run. Mm. Um, and you can go from not running before and obviously then you would do the zero to five kilometer program to build up to 5K over eight weeks. Or if you are able to do 5K, then you could do the five to 10K program, etc. So it's super exciting and it's not too late to join. So if you haven't done your run yet today, that's okay. It's only just started. It's, it's three Monday. runs a week, three yeah. guided runs, audio guided, I'm in your ears. So if you don't like my voice, I'd I don't, I'm sorry, <laughs> sorry about that. Um, but it's audio guided three, three runs per week. So you've got lots of time. Yes. And if you're not in. part of Kick, you can download the app today and get a seven day free trial. You can head to our website um, or Apple or Google Play Store. You'll find us there. So a little while ago, we spoke about the mental load on women yep. when they enter a heterosexual relationship yes. with a man. And the stat around that that we spoke to was, and it was from, a, the, I know it off by heart because I had to quote it back to so many of these angry people yes. on the internet, but it was the Michigan University <laughs> study or no, something like that or some university study. Yeah. Anyway, the, the stat was that when a woman enters this heterosexual relationship mm-hmm. with no kids, mm-hmm. she gets seven more hours of the domestic load, so cleaning, cooking, et cetera, mm-hmm. added to her plate, and a man gets minus one. So one is taken off his plate. Mm-hmm. Seven hours is a full workday, basically. Mm-hmm. It is a lot of time. Mm-hmm. So when we shared a TikTok video about this, there were some angry people. Yes. And the worst part is mm. that all these angry men, mm. and they, they definitely were men, angry, 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 yelling at me, were trying to take away from the whole thing by just talking about the fact that they didn't think the study was valid yeah, and that it had been misinterpreted. Yeah. One of them kept yeah. going at me for the fact that it made it seem like they added seven hours a day, but it was only a week. And I was like, mate, you are missing the fucking point. Oh, my God. Seven hours a week is almost a full day. Like that is, ju- anyway, so that Especially is. Especially when you're still comparing it to minus one. Exactly. 
that's the internet for okay. you. Yep. So then I said, mm. I have to go and tell them mm. why, because then they said, who is talking for the men? They did. They did say that. The men mm. are very well represented. And they I are. have to say too, I love men. Like I'm married to a man. There's I love th- men too. But there are still a lot that are uneducated, which I was reminded We don't love of. them so much. Yes. And so first of all, I'd just like to tell you who's representing the men. A lot of a lot of people, if yes. you think of um, leadership roles, executive mm. roles, yes. the government, etc., majority of roles, majority by quite a lot, yes. are held. By men. Mm. They are the people making the decisions, yes. representing you. So also, all of these people that commented, go make your own TikTok and Or talk your own about podcast. It. Yeah. Sorry, we're going to use our podcast to, to talk, talk about, about things women. we want to. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Plus, I'm pretty sure men said about 10 years ago, who would want to listen to two women on a microphone? Mm. I think that, that was said. It was. It yeah. was. Mm-hmm. A lot of. Anyway, anyway, so the other big impact of equality that we speak about a mm. lot is in terms of the gender pay gap. We are 100 years currently away from equality, which is so crazy to think about. And mm. we're in 2023. So we we will be dead then. So Sorry, it's a bit morbid, but I don't think either of us are going to live to 130. Mm. And some new modelling has been done by Wear Super. And the stats are really quite confronting and it's just so important. The more we speak about it, the more we're mm. aware of it and then the more we can make change. So the modelling by Aware Super has found that Australia's national gender pay gap of 13% will equate to a $93,000 deficit in the super balances of women when compared to Australian men at retirement. That's a that lot of money. That is huge. That's, a, that's life-changing money. It is. Mm. It is. And that's the thing. It, that's just your, your super, You, I think it's 10.5%. Mm. So that doesn't actually talk about the amount of money different that they're getting yeah, each exactly. year. That's at the end with the yeah. super. So what that means is there are an additional 56 days per year that women must work to earn the same average pay. How are we going to do that with seven hours more? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> And with the national gender pay gap of 13%, this means that as of 3.57pm every day, Australian women are effectively working for free until 5pm. And it's even earlier for people who work in the health sector, education sector and finance sector. And then the other thing on top of this as well, because in heterosexual relationships, it's very, we've spoken about this a lot. Also in our book, You Take Care, we speak, there's a section on this. I'm really passionate about it. In heterosexual relationships, often women, or very, it's very much more likely that. Uh, so your situation, for mm. example, with Josh, you did have maternity leave, but then he, you came back to work, mm. and he's a stay-at-home parent. Mm. However, because it, in it is very likely in most relationships, also because if women want to breastfeed, obviously they're the ones that oh, can yeah, do it. Their partner can't working, do that yeah. for them unless it's through through formula. So because of that, it is very likely that the man would go back to work mm. and the woman would, would stay home for... It's not just because of that. It's because of the average is that the in heterosexual relationships and the, the man is making more. more money. So exactly. it makes more sense. That, exactly. And that actually happens. It's really interesting. Mm. There's lots of research and, and we go into this in the book as well and studies on it, but women actually start subconsciously thinking mm. about the fact that they're going to have kids and it actually holds them back from mm. growing in their career. So then it is more likely that yeah. they will earn less money so then the man will go to work. Yep. They will take the time off. If they have two to three kids, it's also possible that then they will have maybe not go back to work for that period. What it then means is just say they go back to work after five years or whatever it might be part-time. 
five to ten years later, they go back to enter the workforce. Mm. Their partner has gone up their career, you know, 10 levels or whatever. Mm. It is now earning a very, very, very strong salary, which obviously supports their family. Great. But the the woman goes back into the workforce, mm-hmm. is on a lower salary band because they've been out of the workforce for a while and also didn't have enough time mm. to get to the point where the man has because he's had more time, right? Mm. Because she's been at home looking after the kids. And then if women at that point, if there's a separation, mm. It's so fucking unfair. First yeah. of all, the man will have accumulated super mm-hmm. for that whole time. The woman won't. It's just it, there's, it's just so many. It's very, very complex. It's extremely complex, but it's really, it's a big problem. And it's uh, there's also in Australia, women aged um, between over 55, it's the biggest group of homeless people mm. that's growing, which is really, really so scary. Sorry. So scary. And so with super, so something we do at Kick is that when our team members, and this is something that, any business owners I know in making decisions like this, there's there's lots of things that go into it, but something we do at Kick is when um, our team members go on parental leave, they get super for up to a year for mm. the time that they're off. That's really, really important, mm. um, even though they're on leave. Yeah. Because a woman may, and this is apart from the Aware Super study, a woman may miss up to $9,000 of super in retirement if she takes time off to have one baby, 18000 mm-hmm. for two babies and 27000 to have three babies taking six months off each time. Yeah. It's only six months off. Yeah. Yeah. It's very alarming. But the more we talk about it, the yeah. more we can make change. So I wanted to share those. Yeah. One, two, three, four. Ladies, I have not one, not two, but three surprises for you. Oh, I love <laughs> no! <surprises>. You do? <laughs> Why? No, I, you? Don't. I no, really th- need to know them before. And they you know what's funny? Well, that the, is not a surprise. The, per- the person who created these surprises literally just walked past, and I'm going to get him to wave. His name's Marshy, and he has put together. <gasps> Hi, Marshy! Some unbelievable <laughs> kick mail new openers. Oh my god! <gasps> this is number one. You've received correspondence. I was just catching up on some correspondence. Look at all this mail you got. It's great to hear from you. Open the mailbox. <laughs> I love that one I so know, much. I need to listen to the other I one. Know, I know. So I know. Okay. We are so professional. We're legit now. I'm thinking we rotate because this is version number two, okay. which I also love. You've got kick mail. Oh, that's spunky. Oh. Version three, maybe I'd say a bit more radio-esque because Marshy has quite the radio background. Yes. But tell me what you think. You've got mail. Open the mailbox. <laughs> How good are wow. they? I just can't help they but dance. the best of all time. He's shot himself in the foot because now I'm going to make him do all of our openers. So thank you, Marshy. Thank you, Marshy. Thank you. <laughs> oh, my God, I loved that. That, that, that was an experience. sounds professional like yeah. I think if I listen yeah. to a podcast with one of those I yeah. would continue listening that's a message for everyone listening <laughs> and probably subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts. maybe even download the app as well you know download the kick app do the workouts uh <laughs> the rest of follow us on Instagram all the, I would, that's what I would do just land. from that yeah. amazing snippet wow <laughs> I'm so happy thank you all right well let's start the segment okay with- yeah let's do it Version number one. Okay. You've received correspondence. I was just catching up on some correspondence. Look at all this mail you got. It's great to hear from you. Open the mailbox. Okay. First one is from Christina. Hi, guys. I loved your episode on mental loads in relationships. Thank you, Christina. 
The way my partner and I have been trying to tackle this issue is, for example, whoever cooks never cleans. This is something we stick to every single day and it always holds the other person accountable. Every weekend, we also sit down and plan our meals and grocery shops together for the following week and decide who will cook which day. The mental load is something we've discussed and it helped him to understand where I was coming from. That is a very organized, structured way of doing things. That's fantastic. But I have a complaint about it. Uh, Not a complaint because I appreciate it. Jesus, Christina. (laughs) Sorry. Sorry, Christina. I just, so what if your partner. Is always the cook. Yes, yes. Is that where you're it's going? It's not that because it needs to be balanced. No, but, but what if your means you always have to clean. Likes is trying to be a a chef like a proper chef. Yeah, and uses eighty five pots on a weeknight. Oh, that's tricky. That's tricky. <laughs> and I, so I sometimes yep. I we do this. Sometimes I get home and uh, Dawson's You're made so grateful a beautiful for the amazing dinner. dinner. But yes, and then I look at the sink. And then I'm like, in my, I know, I'm like, oh, mm. he's gone to this effort. He's gone to the shops. He's taken the mental load. Mm. He's thought of what to cook. He's cooked it. Yeah. He has cleaned us. He's gone. But mm. he uses so many pots that it and you'd still be happy feels like a lot. Some eggs on toast. And as I'm cleaning, I think to myself, I could have just been putting the toaster in the cupboard. <laughs> Am I an ungrateful bitch? Um, I wouldn't say bitch, but ungrateful is probably a word I would have <laughs> So I think I think I do, Christina, agree with you, but I think mm. sometimes on mm. the weekend, absolutely, but sometimes. You need some help with those pots. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's fair. But it's really good advice. Yeah. I don't want to take away from it because I think it's really good. But I think also dinner, as in like cooking and cleaning up dinner, it's not the only chore in the house and you guys have a pretty even split with the rest of it. Yes, yeah, we do. So that's okay if he does more at dinner time. Mm. Sorry, Doc. <laughs> Sorry, Doc. Maybe you do more on the weekends. Yeah, I don't know. Exactly. exactly. Okay, this one is from Sarah, which is also on the mental load. <clears throat> There's a great episode on Laura's favorite podcast, The Imperfects, called Hugh and Penny, the elephant in the room. Hugh and Penny discuss that you love this this, this I episode. Do, I, this particular I love one. this yes. episode. Hugh and Penny discuss their relationship and how they used an activity from the book Fair Play to divvy up responsibilities like cooking and cleaning, including the mental load. Best thing I've heard to explain what it feels like and my partner listened to it too. I think because it has three males in the discussion, it helped him understand a bit better. Highly recommended to all couples. Best thing we did. Love that. I did like it. The only yeah. thing, so what? Mm. for anyone that hasn't listened to the episode, we will put the link in the show notes so you can get to it. Easily. It's a great episode. Mm -hmm. And what they base it off is a deck of cards Mm -hmm. that Penny, I can't remember what it's called, but if you listen to it, you'll know it's some type of process of something. Anyway, someone's made a business out of it, basically written a book. Mm -hmm. And there's a a book, I think, and then also a deck of cards. And Mm -hmm. if you buy the deck of cards, then you, it's like all of the mental load in a pile Mm -hmm. and then you divvy it up between you and your partner. So you try and have even piles. Exactly right. The piles that make sense to you. And you work through it together. Yeah. And I think if you, I'm not sure... There's a lot of things about there is in, with kids as well because mm. obviously there's a lot to think mm. about. Mm. However, mm. the only thing that I wasn't sure with with these cards mm. is some of the tasks are so fucking huge and I don't want to do them by myself. Yeah, but that's why you make a discussion. But you, you're not. That's the rule. You're not allowed oh. to half own things. You what? have to what? own it. So one is dinner. Oh, so you could never make dinner together. 
Well, you could make it together, but someone's fully responsible for it. Right. And then I, the other one, there was a, one of them's cleaning. Wait, like always? Yes. One of them's oh, cleaning. Oh, that's hard. So the, the cleaning's not divvied up. It's cleaning. Mm. But then it's, there's a lot of things. And it's a fantastic exercise to look at the mental load in a household. Mm-hmm. But I do, the reason that I've been a mm. bit like, oh, I don't know if I want to do this with Dalton is that I don't think I just want to own cleaning by myself for dinner. But what if you did... You did the the the, the other stuff, mm. and then those two particular cards because they're very big ones that there's a lot of variance to them. Cleaning and dinner. If you split them two out, and there was more of a discussion around those two, but then at least with the rest of the cards, you could divvy up. Wouldn't that feel? I think it goes against more. the theory. What do you mean? The theory is that it has to be. Yeah, I need to re-listen to it, but I think it goes against the theory because it's like if both of you own it, then it's like one person still then holding more of the mental load by mm. default. Mm-hmm. Anyway, yeah, I'm yet to do it, but I, the episode is fantastic. And I think too, especially if anyone that has a partner or if you're in a relationship and you don't know how where, to voice yes, it. Yes, yeah. you don't know how to talk about the mental yeah. load. And I feel like as well as women, we can often come across, not, not sorry, this is not come across, we can often be you told feel like, like you're oh, nagging. you're nagging. Yeah, you're a nagging woman. Like I hate feel. that so yeah. much. And so with what's amazing with like, mm. things like this podcast is you can actually play it you know, with your partner, go for a walk, whatever, send it to them. I'd really appreciate it if you listen to this. Yeah. And then you don't have to have that conversation to start with, yeah. which I think is sometimes really helpful. It's a great tip. Okay, the next one we have is from Kate. Just listen to the app about gym fails. And when you mentioned the importance of having space behind a treadmill, it unlocked a childhood memory. Oh, my gosh. I hope it wasn't too dramatic. <laughs> I remember my parents had bought a treadmill and they put it in the lounge room right in front of the wall. When my nan came over, she wanted, no, not the nana, no, no, no. She wanted to try. So she hopped on and my little brothers thought it would be funny to increase the speed. What little devils. Let's just say it did not end well and her feet went straight through the wall. She says, ha ha, P.S. No one was hurt. Um, I beg to differ. She I'm sure she was young, hurt. She must be a young fit nana. Jesus, anyone that would hurt me. Get your legs through the wall. Wow. That. Treadmills. The worst part, right? This is my. Whenever I envision someone falling on a treadmill, the worst part about falling on a treadmill isn't actually the fall. It's the fact that if you're stuck there, the tread's just going to keep going, and you're stuck. They're like, there's just so much that can happen. There's and did you you sent me a video the oh, other day? Oh yeah, and so it was funny. fantastic. Yeah. I think it was a, a, a clip that Ryan and Tony, Tony on shared their on their podcast, and there was like a combination of all these kind of accents. The, first the one was very funny. first one. This woman falls on the treadmill and falls like on her face. She's holding on, so she starts. She's running. Then yeah. she she slips. She holds onto the. Yeah. she's uh, holding the rail. That's so right. She's holding onto. The yeah, thing. and then, and, she's, and, then <laughs> and then her legging gets caught in the bottom and her pants get yeah. pulled down. And because yeah. her pants, she's got a pink g-string on. Yeah, and because her pants are pulled down, yeah. she then lets go because yeah. she's trying to pull her pants up. <laughs> she flies off, and it is hot. Like it would be. Horrible, but my goodness, it is a very funny video. Oh, anyway, thank you for sharing that story, Kate. We have uh, the last one. (laughs) Thank you for sharing. (laughs) You give us some enthusiasm, please. Thank you for sharing. Honestly, the gym, like the gym fails are, um, I mean, they're horrid in the moment, but they are funny to Mm. revisit. And I (laughs) hope that your nan is okay revisiting it too um anonymous one for our last one lawsy as it is about the iCloud sharing something to the iCloud that the family might see topic that we talked about a couple weeks back they had videoed themselves with their partner and it had gone to the family iCloud 
And it was just, that was like I possibly one of the worst stories. Not the worst stories, the best stories we could have listened to and read. It but is the most the embarrassing most thing I've ever heard in my life and I would never moment. have gone home again. Oh, my God. And so someone has sent this in because it turns out that that person wasn't the only oh, no. one that this has happened to. So in high school, me and my best friend were having a bit of a pool day. Anyways, she ended up taking some sexy photos of me by the pool to send to a boy that I liked at the time. Anyways, a few days go by, you know, I'm feeling good, feeling feeling hot. However, she is then dragged into their home office by her dad only to be greeted by a close-up of my bare ass on her dad's MacBook screen. So little did we know that thanks to the cloud, their photos were synced. Not only was she greeted by this and lectured, but her dad then proceeded to forward these images onto my parents, which, as you can imagine, led to some very uncomfortable dinner time conversation. I'm sorry. Is I'm not a parent. When can you answer this? I, I don't like this, Dad. I don't like it at all. You don't need to zoom in. On her butt, first of all, on the, no, the computer. No, that might have been the shot. The shot might have been just of her butt. That could have been he the frame. In. I reckon he I reckon he was like, look how skimpy okay. the bathers that's, are. That's a Belinda. very strong as, assumption. I, d- I don't know. I just think like, I just. What, is in him telling her it's, parents? But the thing is, Laws, so I, Harvey's two. I yes. can't really speak to this. True. Because he's you two. Yes. And I can't put my my myself, my, my hands, my body in the shoes of a parent. So I want to hold my judgment, but I feel like that I think is what not how is, I would deal with it. But I think what it is, is like, it's not your job to, like, is in they need to be parented how their parents want to yes. parent them, right? So you can't give them a lecture as another parent. Yes. So he, what he would have been doing is something needs to be said about this because he obviously felt like it was incredibly inappropriate. But he's not going to give this girl a lecture because it's not his daughter. No, but I just does I. You know what I would have done what? unless it was unless it was like it, they were being sent. Mm. To, I don't know. I know it's very risky sending um, naked photos or very um, skimpy photos of yourself on yes. to people on the phone because once it's on the internet, it's yeah, always it's there. To quote my yeah. mum, my whole childhood, really. <laughs> but and also, I think too, if it's just hard because I feel like there was so much. Honestly, the stigma around. Naked photos. Oh, it's changed. Has hugely, changed, and it used hugely. it for a very, very long time. Mm. And I think this is this has triggered me a little bit. This story because mm. and nothing to do. It's it is it's fine. No, yeah, yeah. I appreciate yeah. this being sent in, but I think for a very long time, if a woman if had sent a photo to a male, and usually it was in heterosexual relationships or seeing each other or whatever that this happened. It was always the woman that was called a slut and yeah, slut shamed, and it was never anything to do with the guy. Mm. Also, no one wants to see a dick pic because they're <laughs> disgusting, so they never go around. It's always the yeah. naked photos of girls, and they go in. So one guy might get sent it, and this is where I understand why it's really important to, which is why he would have sent have uh, well, it, and also it's also it's yes, it's kind of on us or on the person sending it to know that like this could go other places but it's also like I'm so fucking sick of like it, they go around in guys groups like mm. you sent it to one guy and then he sent it to all his friends it's like that was mm. sent to you but obviously that's out of the control of the person sending it mm. but there should also be like a responsibility on the person receiving it mm. to know that someone sent you a really intimate image so like don't send it around but obviously mm. there's a lot of risk around that but I, what I just hate is that a lot of, or all of the shame, mm. first of all, it's so shame in the first place, there mm-hmm. shouldn't be. But mm. second of all, it was always on the woman. Yeah. That yeah. she's, and I hate the word slut, but like that's what it was. It was slut shaming if yeah, that ever yeah. happened. 
Oh, 100%. And I mean, so that's can... why I'm like, I wonder how the dad had the conversation about it. Like, I hope it wasn't in a slut shaming way. Again, I'm not a parent, so I don't know, but I but, just, it just, But yeah. for that era and the fact that he's a dad and this is mm. like his daughter and his daughter's friend, and he's probably assuming that his daughter's maybe done something similar if she's like taking photos of her friend that way, he would become like protected, protector dad mm. and like probably would have had that in his mind. Um, it's a really hard, I think, thing to shake and we've come a long way, like a long way. There's still a lot, a lot of shame around mm. it, unfortunately. Um, but we've definitely come a long way. I mean, like I could talk about this for hours. This is like my high school in mm. like <laughs> definitely being judged for things that I did in high school and sending photos was one of them and being shared around to the entire school is like. Did your photos get my, shared around your entire oh school? Oh my God. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. Really? Yeah, yeah. Oh my god, yeah. I I remember very clearly walking into school and knowing that it had been shared around this is in the high night school. before in high school, and girls wouldn't talk to me. Like other than my obviously my friends were fine, but girls wouldn't talk to me. Everyone was just looking at me. Guys would just make comments, um, and it like was what? really oh, just like you know, be like, oh, nice photo, or like you know, they're fucking teenagers. Like they just mm. they don't understand like how that feels, and like. At the time, I remember people saying to me, well, because I wasn't dating this person that I sent photos to. And they were like, well, why would you, why would you do that? That's so dumb. Like, how dumb of you? And like, and obviously at the time, it was nothing to do with the fact that the person that you sent it to sent it to the entire school or probably to three people and then whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it wasn't, it it was nothing to do with him. He was was fucking championed. He was like a legend. Like, that's so far. It was so bad. I'm sorry. Um, no, I mean, like, the funny thing is, is, like, because of how I feel about that sort of stuff now, and I don't believe there should be any shame around it, I don't have any regrets or, like, feel bad about it now. And also, if anything, if, like, ever any of those were to resurface, like, I was underage. So, like, anyone who has those photos, like, you're pretty fucked up by now. We're at all adults mm. and, like, I was literally 16. Um, but, like, it's just one of those things that, like, I think it's so much more common than people think or maybe adults think and maybe her dad thought Mm. and it's just that's just like a part of exploring yourself exploring sexuality exploring relationships um and like yes it can be very I don't want to use the word dangerous but like it can be very risky it can be sent around if it's on the internet it can it'll stay there like no matter what you Mm. do to delete it so there's definitely those things need to be known but the shame around sending a photo when it was like your choice to send it and like you wanted to and at the time it felt right and everything is just, I think it's fucking shit. It's so Mm. shit. Because back then, um, yeah, it was a disgusting feeling. It took me ages to shake it, like so long. In fact, I don't think I ever shook the stigma as in like people just always thought of me of like that I was, I don't know, slutty or whatever. But it's I didn't really do anything. I mean like I hate the word slut. I hate the term Mm. slut. But like I just, I think back now and I'm like, what actually did I do that that allowed that word to be yes. used on me? You know what I mean? Anyway, we've gone like really far from no, but <laughs> I think I think, it's, I think it's important to talk about because yeah. I think you're right. There is a, there's a lot of shame around it, yeah. and I think too, it's just so fucked that it's all on the person. It's all on the who person sent the photo 100%. instead of the person who sends a private image that yeah. was. It's like if you in work sending, like yeah. if you sent a confidential email around, like there's literally legal repercussions yeah, for 100%. that. Yeah. I know you can't send photos of if you someone's underage, mm. sharing that is illegal. Yeah. But there should there should be rules around mm. what can if something is a confident like a, a, a secret yeah. thing that you shared, you shouldn't be able to share that. Yeah. With everyone. Well, I mean, 
morally, you shouldn't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Teenagers don't have morals. Mm. But, um, yeah, thank you for sending that in um, and I suppose, like, starting that conversation for us because <laughs> I mm. feel like it's, mm. yeah, it's a funny one. It's a funny, it's a funny feeling to re revisit. I mean, I had to have, I had to have conversations with my mum about stuff like that that happened, but it never went into too much depth and she never made me feel shameful like what I was doing was wrong which I really appreciate mm. now looking back it was more like that's really it's pretty much what your mum was saying like it's you've got to be really careful you know it was mm. more like concerned as to where it might be going not concerned to why I was doing it if that mm. makes sense so it is interesting um thinking from a parent's point of view what is it time for? Special share. Mine's a bit random today. Okay. It's it. it's very rogue. Okay. It's rogue as they come, but it is something that has helped me. So I want to share it with our wonderful listeners. Perfect. Okay. It is before you go on a holiday. Taking photos of your outfits that oh. you, before you pack or videos, whatever you want to do. So then yeah. when you get there, you know what you've packed and you can remember. Mm -hmm. And then it's easier to get ready mm -hmm. and get dressed. And also you then end up wearing all the clothes you brought instead of what I usually do is wear like four things yeah. and have the rest of the stuff stuffed in the bottom of my suitcase. So but I've true. already done the work for myself to plan and I felt very on top of it. That's a really and good I tip. To share. It's a really good tip because I often just grab like a whole bunch of bottom halves, a whole bunch of top halves, and then I get there and I'm like, I didn't really coordinate any of this. So I'm the same. I end up wearing the same thing. But many times. You, the thing about you, it's very annoying, is that you could wear. Oh, don't be. Whatever don't you wanted on the top and the bottom and you would still look like a fashion icon. I disagree. No, do you know what? Actually, I haven't, I don't think I've shared this on the podcast. So mm -hmm. before we were, we knew each other, mm -hmm. I would sometimes mm -hmm. buy things from Tiger Mist, which is a shop that you used to model for, modeled for mm -hmm. in Altham. Mm -hmm. And I didn't know you, but you were in all the clothes and I'd seen you in these clothes and I'd be like, oh my God, that dress is so nice. And then I would get it and then I'd realize it was you. It was not the dress and it did not look like that on me. There's a lot of short dresses. Maybe they were just too short on you. They, yes, that, that was part of the thing. But yeah. also I was like, this was not the dress. Anyway, I don't think I, I want it. Yeah. So anyway, that, so that's why you could wear whatever you wanted together. Well, you've sold many You're things You're a fashion to me. icon. I've seen so many things that you've worn and then I've gone and bought it. Like what? The Ducci coat. True, true. Okay, there you go. Yeah, there's things, thing. absolutely. No, there's more than that. Anyway, I just can't think of the top of my it head. It is very random. It's a random recommendation, but it just made me feel more organised and mm. it also made packing a little bit more fun. It's great. And my packing organised and I feel like I've tried to really take as little as possible. Mm. So I tried to bring as many things that match, mm. etc. And I got the inspiration from Jackie Alexander I was on just TikTok about because to she say, did the photos. And, and I was like, copy oh my and God, paste is, in yeah. the notes. Oh, I didn't do that. That's that's the next level. So what people are doing, and I've seen this copy and paste thing, people are doing this actually for their house interiors. They're taking oh. a photo of a room and then they're finding pictures like on Facebook Marketplace or, or shops they want to buy from. They're doing, they're taking a screenshot and then they're doing the copy and paste thing that you can do on the Apple phones where yeah. it just takes the item. And then they're going into Instagram. There's a lot of steps here, but they're going into Instagram. They're putting the photo of their room on their Instagram stories and then you can paste 
the thing. So people are like, does this rug look good in this kitchen? Does this chair look good? And people are like working out their interiors like that. But I saw Jackie Alexander do it. She took a screenshot of her notes thing and put little mini Jackies in all her different outfits on one photo. Yeah, so she can just smart. look and she's like, here's all my outfits. Whereas I've got to go through the videos. That's next level. <laughs> and do you know what? I feel bad for all the furniture companies that are probably trying to be working on technology to do that for <laughs> years and Instagram's just with this pace thing. Yeah. Done it's it. Great. Smart. It is good. It's love good it. Tip. But I love that idea. I'm definitely going to take that on. Thank you. No problem. Anytime. <laughs> and what have you got for us? Please don't tell me. It's a random clothing planning option. No, it's just, it's a new <laughs> song I really like. A song? Um, yes. Miley Cyrus used to be young. It's a new song. Oh, she didn't used to be young. Well, she did Her used to be young. Called That's the whole point of the song. I used to be young. Oh, it sounded like Miley Cyrus used to be young and here's her song. Have you not heard X. the song? Nah. Maybe by the time this episode comes out, you would have heard Sing it. Sing it for us, Steffi. <laughs> I can't do Miley Cyrus. No, wow, I, can't. I didn't expect that. I can't, that. I can't, I can't. But basically what I like about it and what, what I will say when I first saw the clips of it, because I follow her on online, so like whenever she's releasing something new, I'll see the like the clips to lead up before the episode, the thing even came. I liked the song before it even I even listened to the whole song. That's how much I like it. <laughs> I saw little clips of it. Oh, I get it. Yes. And fell in love with the I song wasn't before I could listen to it front to back. Um, anyway, and it's basically just about like her whole thing. You know, she obviously grew up in the public eye as Hannah Montana. Um, she then was like discovering herself and finding herself. And then a lot of people gave her shit for it, for all this, you know, she was called wild and crazy and all this stuff. She was young, right? She's, I mean, she still is. How old is she Discovering now? who she is. I think she's just a little bit older than us, maybe like 32 or one. It's a good question. She's 30. 30. There you go. Because I was going to say, she was one of those celebrities that I feel like I grew up with. Yes. From watching her on Hannah Montana and then, yeah. And I actually got a bit emotional in the clips that she shared. She's like kind of crying to the camera as she's speaking. And it's like both, it's it's not like a sad crying. It's like a happy crying, but it's like reflecting on who she has been and who she is as a whole. And I just, I really, really liked it because I think for me personally, I have had not all these different versions of myself, but like I've gone through a lot of different years of like discovering who I am. And I know I'm not done with that. Like I've still got many years ahead of me, hopefully, um, to do so. But I just feel like, yeah, who I was at 14, then who I was at 16, then who I was at 19, Mm. 22, like they're all, they're the same. It's me underlining, but they're all kind of like different characters trying to figure out my place in this world or whatever. So I really love the song. I think it's it's going to be like, I'll probably play it so much that it'll be in my Spotify top, you know, at the end of the year. So I love we'll that. See, you know. And it's so true. And mm-hmm. I, I just thought of way, you're going to kill me. Why? Because when I was watching the Matildas documentary. <laughs> For the second time or? <laughs> the second time. There's a beautiful scene with Mary Fowler where mm. she speaks about exactly that mm. and how she's evolving and growing Every year, mm. and that's beautiful. And leaning into that is yeah. So anyway, just made me think of the song. So thank you for allowing me to bring that in. <laughs> and I'm very excited to listen to the song. Thank you for the recommendation. Oh, you're welcome for the special share. We hope you have a special week, and you do it. Okay, cool. <laughs> if you'd like to get involved with the Kickpod at Kickpod on Instagram, you can slide on to our slide on in. Slide on in. Slide on in. Um, And we'll pop all the other links to our socials and our website. Again, if you would like to join us on this Kick Run Club, it is not too late to enrol. And if you can join us in Sydney this Wednesday, we would absolutely love to see you. But we'll pop all of the details for everything in our show notes and we'll be back in your ears on Wednesday. Bye. Bye. Bye.